What's good, Spartan Nation? We are back. Now this is a this is a special episode because I got my dogs back. I got my dogs back. I got the crew back. The three amigos are back. I got my boy Devin Armstrong in the building and Jordan Manigo. What's going on, you guys? What's up, y'all? How's everybody feeling? How's everybody doing on this Sunday, Monday, whenever you're listening? How's everybody doing? Oh, we, I'm doing fantastic. Oh, yeah, we're doing good over here. Excited to talk about some Spartan football. Finally got something to talk about a little bit with the uh, recent commits and all that stuff. Ooh, absolutely. Yes, sir. Listen that. So who committed this week? Who committed on Friday? What was his name, y'all? Megatron? Oh, yeah. Somebody by the name of Megatron. I think it's uh, Nick Marsh and uh, Mamatron, you know? Absolutely. Hey. Oof, Nick Marsh, four-star receiver. Mel-, Mel Tucker heading in the right direction with that one for sure. Mm. Yeah, and Jordan, you know, this was the player I wanted the most. I told you this last episode, this is the player I wanted. I'm glad he recommitted to Michigan State. Yeah, I am too, because that, that adds another another big kick. Because he's a big guy and he's loyal. Like that's not that's no offense. That's no Keon Coleman. That dude's gonna want to be here. And that's good to have here. Like he fits like that's almost like a Tom Izzo basketball player that we got on the field. That's a good relationship kind of thing. I'm happy for it. And I'm very happy we beat Penn State out because I was worried. Did you guys hear when they saw him on the phone? And stuff. I was. I actually uh-uh. didn't. Uh uh-uh. uh. What happened? It was just he was on the phone earlier. He could have just been talking to family or something. But I was concerned because Penn State was getting real tight with them. Maybe, you know, I felt like they were trying to make a last second push, but maybe not. But I'm glad he's a Spartan either way. So absolutely. Right. After the uh, recent departure of um, Keon Coleman and uh, Peyton Thorne, now that we uh, have somebody that you know has an opportunity to be able to replace him on the field. Mm. Is uh, it's nice because we don't really know too much about the wide receiver room right now. I don't know if you guys had a chance to um, listen to uh, Kaiten Hauser's uh, most recent interview with the other uh, Spartan Dog show. Yeah, but um, he talked a little bit about the receivers, not too much, but we don't really know too much about them. So it's nice that we've got somebody that's rated highly that is uh, committed to Michigan State. So hopefully that brings in more four-star receivers, yeah. offensive people in general. Right, uh, and shout out to. Uh... Wide receivers coach Courtney Hawkins um, doing a fantastic job uh, landing landing top guys. Um, getting people in the NFL always helps. So the fact that he got uh, Jaden Reed drafted in the second round uh, by the Green Bay Packers uh, helps out in recruiting. Uh, people want to come here. They, people want to get to the league. I don't think any player wants to go to a college and be like, oh, I'm good right here. You know, I'm pretty sure everybody has dreams of getting to the league. And if you can get the results, I'm pretty sure you can get the players. Exactly, exactly. And but on, on, speaking of Friday, the one dude, just to switch to the next player, mm-hmm. about Dylan Williams, I was a little sad we lost him, but I wasn't surprised. I don't think anyone really was. Once Oregon got involved, this is what they do. They sneak up, they take the player that they want. But how do you feel about that? Because I know, Rel, you were still you still have some faith that he could come that he can come back, right? Right, right. I I was definitely looking on his Twitter and making sure that uh, I didn't see any uh, likes on his on his Twitter page for Oregon, and there wasn't. Uh, so that was a good job by him. And uh, like you said, Oregon came in and, and stole him right away. Uh, this this is one of those. Uh, it was one of those. I say it like this: If Dylan Williams would have committed, it would have been like a Keon Coleman. We would, he would have been a rental for two years, and then probably would have went West Coast somewhere. So. Right. I'm happy that we didn't get him. I mean, I'm, I'm not happy we didn't get him. How about that? But if I had to pick between the two, him or Nick Marsh, I'm glad we got Nick Marsh. Because like you said, Jordan, 
that kid is going to want to stay here for three to four years, uh, you know, and and help the program become even bigger than than uh, in the D'Antonio ever, hopefully. Right, right. And my next question with that is, Devin or you, do you think that eventually, like, and I think Mel Tucker's the best person, one of the best to do the job for us. Do you think he could eventually win those battles, like the battles with Oregon, the ones that we know that we're sweating on on national recruiting days? Like when it's a high-end 4.5-star guy, you know, top 26 player at his position, do you eventually think Mel Tucker's going to win those? Like like, like Stone. Stone's a guy that we're in a very close fight with. Do you think Mel Tucker's going to win that, or do you think we need to actually win games to authenticate everything he's talking about with some of those elite players. Like, I feel like the high-end three-star guys, we can get them here. But do you think eventually, like, do you think Mel's gonna can get a four-star guy without authenticating it with a good year? You guys know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm, I don't. Well, so here, I'll touch on that a little bit. So what I think is actually going to play into our favor for uh, not this season, but the seasons to come is definitely the uh, 12-team playoff. Expanding that out, giving okay. uh, more opportunities to um, teams to be able to join and like be in that national spotlight. And if we can not even necessarily have um, great seasons and win the Big Ten, I mean, yeah, of course, that'd be wonderful. It'd be awesome. It'd be amazing. But at this point, with a 12 team playoff, you know, we don't really have to win the Big Ten necessarily to get in. If we can get into the playoff consistently and win a game, or maybe at least, you know, make a run in the playoff and get in that national spotlight and final four or in the championship game. I think that'll start bringing recruits in because they'll start seeing that and they'll start thinking to themselves, Oh, maybe they just need this right here. I can help them get over the hump, win a title, go to the league, things like yeah. that. That's, and the way, I, that's the way I see that. Yeah. And I agree with you. I do believe that uh, Mel Tucker will win those. I don't know about the David Stone thing, but you're, but you're right, Devin, you have to win games. I believe that if we can, cause we're going to get, uh, players in uh, for the Washington game. Uh, we're going to get players in for the Michigan game. Uh, I believe those two home games right there, those two big-time home games, are where you're going to sell your program on some of those guys that are iffy about Michigan State. And uh, even, yeah, and even if you lose, yeah. I think how you lose matters. But what were you saying? I'm sorry. No, no, that's fine. But but like I said, I'm sticking with Devin. Like, you're right. You've got to win these games. I believe if, if we win the Michigan game, that could tip the scale on somebody. Big time. Right, for sure. So I mean, you just can't definitely get when it comes to uh, the in-state recruits, for sure. That yeah, I think yeah, almost anybody in the Midwest, you know what I'm saying, for sure. You know, I mean, you, you think about it. I mean, D'Antonio did his best when he beat Michigan. He did his best in recruiting those those years. You know what I'm saying? When you can bring guys in uh, when we play Michigan at Spartan Stadium, and you can and you win at Spartan Stadium. Oh, I know we getting some recruits. I don't care what. Just the atmosphere alone. When you go out there, I will. I would say anybody that's a Spartan fan that doesn't live in the state of Michigan, come up here when Michigan State plays Michigan and come to uh, Spartan Stadium. And if we win, look at that atmosphere after the game. It is bananas. So, I mean, it, I that would that would sell me uh, to Michigan State for me. You know. No, yeah, I agree. I agree. And I think um, a lot of the consistency with getting people to the league and showing that we are capable of doing that um that'll definitely play in our favor tremendously yep because if we can't uh that's that's the biggest thing you know not even necessarily winning titles and winning big games but if you can prove that you can put people in the league they will uh they'll start to see the now it's going to be very very tough 
to be able to compete with the likes of Ohio State. Yep. Um, and the problem, and the, just to touch on Dylan Williams again, too, mm-hmm. um, a little bit. I think sometimes it's going to come down to the prestige of the college. Ooh. You know, realistically, the schools, at least that we've grown up to watching that have been successful, you look at prestigious schools like Ohio State, like Alabama, like Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even know if I really want to say Auburn, because Auburn mm-hmm. was really only great with Cam Newton. Right. But, um, you know, you got Florida, you know, Alabama, and it, we'll say Georgia yep. most recently, too. Um, in Michigan, of course, because of their history. And then mm-hmm. if you look at the West Coast, you know, even though they're not going to be in the big, tw- uh, the uh, Pac-12 anymore, USC, yeah, maybe UCLA a little bit, but uh, mainly out there, you know, USC and then, of course, Oregon and Stanford. So when you got prestige and names like that coming after you, it's kind of hard to walk away from that to go to East Lansing, even if it might be the better decision for you. There you go. There right. you go. Especially when you have a Heisman quarterback. A candidate. I don't know if he's going to win it. I don't, I don't, I'm not that big on Bo Nix, but they have a guy who's considered to be, you know, one of the best quarterbacks in college football right now, and they're hot. They're getting a lot of recruits. So we'll, I mean, we'll see how Oregon does, you know. I mean, but I think that's a that's a big time uh, thing factor, quarterback. So oh, yeah. quarterback, you're right, quarterback. If our quarterback shines, that could tip our that could tip our skills as well. I mean, whether that's Ken Hauser or, or Noel Kim. If, one, if any any one of those guys breaks out and has a fantastic season, that could tip the scale. I think for sure because that's that's the CEO. A lot of players are like, so who's the quarterback? Let me see who's throwing me the ball. And I think that turns a lot of guys off. I think that's why we lost a lot of receivers who we were battling for in the transfer portal. Who I mean, Alante Brown wasn't our number one guy, but I'm glad we got a receiver. But you know, I think we lost some battles because a lot of guys didn't know anything about our quarterback, they, like the right. guy from Alabama who we wanted, the guy from Georgia, whatever, the guy from Michigan, whoever, who was like a D three guy, or if I forget his name, maybe I forget. But we lost some receiver battles. I just think they didn't know the quarterback. So right, you know, once we get some names out, who knows? You know? Yep. All right, so uh, I got a I got a question for y'all. This is a, this is for the regular season. Um. What player on offense uh, for football, what player on the offensive side of the ball do you think is going to have a breakout year? Hmm. A breakout year, huh? A breakout year. Oh, uh, mm. uh, breakout give me, year. Yeah, give me somebody different. Give me somebody that, you know, we might not might not really know of, you know, or might not expect. I'm going to go with Fitzpatrick, the receiver. Okay. The six foot four receiver. I'm gonna go with uh, I forget his first name, Christian Fitzpatrick. I want to say. I think the six foot four guy. He's been hurt a lot, um, but he's still really young, so we've never got to see him. Okay. But I, and his brothers was in the NFL um, for a minute. I don't know if he's still playing, but I, I think maybe not break out, but he'll be very useful for us. I think. I think he'll be one of those guys that we're like, hmm, who is this guy? Okay. I'm gonna go with Fitzpatrick. Devin, who you got? Anthony Carey. Oh. Uh, the running back. Anthony Carey. I'd like to say that he has not necessarily a Kenneth Walker-style season, but I'd like to say that uh, him behind the offensive line, he'll be able to make something happen. He'll make um, either Noah Kim or Kaden Hauser's, uh, you know, season a lot easier, his time back there easier. You know, if you can play off the play action, it's pretty easy. So you meant Nathan quarterback. Carter, right? Huh? Were you, were you thinking about Nathan Carter, right? 
Was he the four star? Oh, let me talk about somebody that's on the team right now. Not necessarily a a commit. We want to talk about right now during the football season. Oh, right now. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, ooh, on offense, who's gonna have a breakout? You know what? Does it have to be offense or is it gonna be defense as well? We're gonna do defense as well. Okay, so offensively, um, who is the tight end that we got from uh, from Illinois? Parachek? That transfer. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that transfer. Are you talking about Barker? Is that his last name? I think he left, but we got we have a lot of young guys. We um we got the we transfer. Still got, yeah, we still got Malik Carr as well. I, okay, so definitely Malik Carr then. Malik Carr has shown a little bit of promise as long as he can get more active in the offense essentially is um how i look at it okay and then uh for me uh and i got a couple but uh i guess the one guy i'm gonna say is uh the wide receiver tyrell henry mm. i believe he's number they be number 11 i want to say that yeah that's a good uh he, he's a little guy so think about him like a uh Wow, what's a um, Julian Edelman type, or I would say for the Detroit Lions, uh, a Maron St. Brown type, to where, uh, but he's like lightning fast too. Like you'll have to see him if he touches the ball and he gets in open space. Oh, he's gonna be a problem. You're gonna be a you're gonna be a problem. Uh, So I I think I I can't wait to see uh, see him be our secret weapon on the offense. Now let's get to the defense. Let's get to the to to what wins championships. The defensive side of the ball, who do you expect or who is unexpectedly going to be a breakout player on the defensive side of the football? Devin, I'm going to start with you. Cal Halliday. Okay. Bam. I like that one. Love it. Cal Halliday, without a doubt. Uh, Michigan State produces uh, very good linebackers. We've always had a pretty good middle linebacker over even throughout the uh, down years, so to speak. We've always had a linebacker that shows promise of being able to take care of things. So I definitely say Cal Halliday. Okay. Jordan, what you got? Um, Sorry, I didn't take your pick, did I? No, no. <laughs> I'm going to say, I'm going to say, man, that's hard on the spot. I'm going to say Evan Spencer, man. I, I call him the, the snake in the cave, man. I've been hearing so much about him, but he hasn't talked himself. And, I mean, he was a pretty high recruit coming in. And a lot of people have been sticking their name out on him. A lot of people. And one interview, I'm pretty sure, um, I forget who, one of the defensive linemen were saying um, that dude's a bad guy. He's a hitter. So I would have said Spencer. I think I think people are waiting to prove. We got some edgy guys, and I'm thinking I'm gonna go with Spencer. Yeah. Okay. I like Spencer. Uh, I'm gonna go with Darius Snow. Mm. Coming back from injury, I believe he is going to be our Xavier Henderson. He was having a pretty good season before he got injured. Um, I agree with that. So I think that he's going to, you know, he's going to really, they really going to showcase him. I believe without without Xavier Henderson, he's going to be showcased a lot more. I believe on third downs is where he's going to shine the most because he's big enough to be a lot. He's basically a fast linebacker, a super fast linebacker, basically a small linebacker. So, and, and, you know, I think he's going to be all over the field causing havoc. So, I think Darius Snow is uh, definitely going to be my breakout defensive player next season. I like that one. I, li- I like Snow because, yeah, he could play coverage too. I do like that. I, that's going to be exciting to see. 
Okay. All right. Yep. Yeah. So uh, next up, um, got a question for y'all. Uh, regarding the schedule for next season, which game that Michigan State is not favored in do you think they have the best chance of winning? So this season coming up or 2024 yeah. season? This season coming up. Okay. Um, there isn't anything that I see on the, uh, you know, parlays or ESPN or any other betting size, DraftKings, FanDuel, any of that stuff. But I'm going to go ahead and say um, Iowa. I know we're going to not be favored in the Iowa game, but that's definitely a game we can win. Okay. We're away at that game too, right? Yes, we are in Iowa City. Yeah. Okay, we got the best. Okay. How do you – what do you think? We, you think we're going to outscore them? Uh, you know, you don't, you don't think that their offense is going to be powerful enough to get as many points on the board as we will? I don't know how well the team – I mean, I'll have to pay attention. Obviously, when the season starts, I don't really – I haven't heard really much about Iowa. Right. Um, isn't that where – isn't that where Cade McNamara went? Did yeah. he go to Iowa? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, I, so, a little familiarity there for us at least. Mm-hmm. As far as it comes to uh, playing against him, but um, overall, yeah, I just I don't think Iowa has that great of a team. Um, but I know they're probably just because we had a down. Anytime Michigan State has a down year, we're just not a prestigious school, so we're just not given the benefit of the doubt. Right. So we're not going to be favored. Iowa is probably going to be favored over us, even mm-hmm. though they don't have as many Big Ten championships as us in the last twenty years. But they're still going to um, probably be favored over us just because they're at home. And then the last, you know, obviously we all three know what happened. Everybody in Michigan State, uh, <laughs> everybody in Spartan Dog Nation knows what happened last time we played Iowa and Iowa City. So, right. Um, probably harping back on that a little bit. So, but I definitely think we can uh, win that game. And I'm not necessarily going to say it's a blowout. I don't ever go in predicting we'll blow out a Big Ten team unless it's, you know, Maryland, Rutgers, um, uh, Illinois, Maybe Indiana on an off season, mm-hmm. whatever. But right. I never predict us blowing out. But I think we can win by ten. Okay. I like that, Jordan. You got something? No, I'm gonna up the ante a little bit here. Now I might sound extreme to some people, but I think Michigan we could be just as a high end predicted loss. So like a high end one that's like we're not gonna win. If you had to line up Washington, Michigan, and Ohio State as one mm-hmm. of those teams that we had to beat. I think we could beat Michigan because they're not as gun heavy, pass heavy as Washington is. And they play into our strength, which is stopping the run. And that always gives Michigan State a, get a chance to win when they slow the game down. Mm-hmm. They give up us a chance to stop the run. When they give our, they kind of almost give our defense a chance to prove it. And a lot of times Michigan State does prove like we can hang, like, you know, we can get up and stop the run and, or at least make it chippy. So. I'm not saying we're going to win, but I do think it's a winnable game depending on how we look going in. You know, like if we're sloppy, mm-hmm. everyone's hurt. Talk to me about that later. But as of now, I do think, you know, high-end scale Michigan is a game we could win. Right, and I'm, uh, I'm with you on that one. Um, I love us at home versus Michigan. I think we play a lot harder. But I mean, we'll see. Like you said, we got to see how the team plays uh, before that game. But but I'm with you. I think that's a that's a game they can definitely win. But my game that I'm gonna choose, uh, this is probably gonna surprise a lot of people. But I'm gonna say the Penn State game at Ford Field. And the reason why is because that is a, that's gonna be a national game. 
All yes, it will eyes, be NBC. All eyes will be on that game. And I know it's gonna at least Penn State will be playing for something. So I know they're gonna they're not gonna be Michigan State is not gonna be favored that game unless we are just undefeated somehow. So uh Penn State will be favored, and I believe if we can pull that one off, that's the national recruit game right there. If there was ever if Michigan is another one. Ohio State, Lord knows, I hate that. That's going to be a massacre. But Washington is also going to be another national game. But I'm telling you, that Penn State game is going to be a, a big-time game. I'm telling you. And if we can pull that one off, that's going to set us off. That's the last game. And that probably – we could be playing for something. We could be playing for a bowl position. Who knows? So, I, I'm I, – listen, I think the Penn State game is, is going to be – It'll be very big. And I actually like the point you made about a bowl game, and that leads us to the next question. Um, so do you think – I'm going to ask you two this question. So mm-hmm. is, does Michigan State – is Michigan State making a bowl game, first of all, this year? First of all, let's start with that. Do you guys think Michigan State's making a bowl game this year? Of course. I, yeah, I think they have I don't to think we. I don't game. think we have a bad year again. I think they make a bowl game this year for sure. Otherwise, uh, Mel Tucker's uh, employment will definitely come into question for sure. Um, you're not getting paid ten million a year to um, have two bad years in a row where you don't make bowl games, um, you know, without the NCAA being involved in it somehow. But just based upon your performance, that will be unacceptable if that's the case. I believe yeah. we definitely make a bowl game for sure. I believe even so, we make a NY six bowl game. Now that's what I was going to ask you guys next. So, like, do you guys think making a bowl game is enough? So, for example. Is making the Holiday Bowl or the Chick-fil-A Bowl, not, not the Chick-fil-A New Year's Six one, but like the Chick-fil-A, the December 31st Chick-fil-A Bowl, do you think that's enough? Like making a baseball game? No, not, not even one of that, but let's go lower, like the Gator Bowl or the, the – Alamo Bowl, bowl something like that. I mean, yeah, is that – Red Box Bowl. Yeah. Is yeah, that yeah. <laughs> for this year, oh. or do we need to win a higher scale bowl game, like a mid, a mid, a mid one, like – the Chick-fil-A bowl or the holiday peach bowl or something around that's one out of new year six. You know what I mean? You set the tone when you made the peach bowl. So to me, that's the standard for your coaching at this point. Um, D'Antonio didn't start off like that. Um, But Tucker, you have, and you also started off by beating Michigan twice. Mm. So, one time when you were, as I will continue to remind most of Michigan fans, one time you beat them when they were a 20-point favorite. Very true. So um, you have set the standard. Now it's up to you to continue to elevate that or you have to play at that level. Now, for me, it's a little different. It's more of a, I think that making the bowl game is acceptable just for this year. Since this is a transitional year with new quarterback, we don't know what, what we're going to get out of them. I mean, if we get greatness, then I think the sky's the limit for us. But if we get average or Rocky Lombardi type, I mean. Now, don't say that. I, I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Rocky saying, Lombardi, though, boy. You beat yeah, Michigan, you beat Michigan when we was a 20-point underdog. So, no, shout out saying, to you for that, big dog. <laughs> I'm just saying for the rest of the season, besides the Michigan game, for the rest of the season, we get something like that, then, hell, making a bowl game is a I mean, is he did go later in the season beat Northwestern when they were top 10. Yep. So I'll give him that, too. Yep, you're right. 
but um, he was more no. like a Tim Tebow. Come on now, we know that. No, but. no, yeah, yeah. I get, I get what you mean. Um, <laughs> I, I, but it, just to comment on that too, I, I don't even, because I look at it the same way. Like I look at my real life job, mm-hmm. uh, being a life insurance agent. You know, when you're training people, you can tell if somebody's gonna be able to make it or not based upon the effort and everything they're gonna put in. So regardless of you know, Kaden Hauser, Noah Kim, whoever the starter is, uh, me personally, I really hope it's Kaden Hauser. And that's nothing against Noah Kim. That's just because he was a four-star recruit. And I hate for us to recruit somebody who's ranked that high and they end up being a bust and, you know, not winning the job. Because then that tells me, okay, what if Noah Kim goes out there and plays really bad? It's like, okay, well, how bad is Kaden Hauser then if he's sitting behind him? But anyways, back to my original point. Um, You cannot – just to me, like – there is no, you know, a transitional year. I, I understand what you're saying when you say that, Rel, but mm-hmm. to me, like I said, like it's like my real life job. You can tell who's gonna make it and who's not. Who's gonna be able to do the job, who's not gonna be able to do the job. So that's what you have the practice for. And yeah, everything's a little bit different in the game, it's a little bit faster, but you know if the guy's gonna be able to go out there and play or not. So if we, you know, see a couple games it's not working, it's probably not gonna be a great season. Mm-hmm. All right. So, because unfortunately, Absolutely. unlike college, I mean, with with the next year, with 2024 and beyond that, it will be played a little bit more like the NFL. Mm-hmm. Games will have as heavy of a meaning, right? You know, to play perfect and everything like right. you're supposed to do in college. But as of this season, this is still the last season of which you will have to. I just, you know, we'll see after a couple games, right? Right. It's gonna turn out. I think Central Michigan, I think the first game of the year, we'll kind of have an idea. And I know if people might not believe that, but, like, I think Central Michigan will give us a good idea of how good our quarterback is. Because you could tell, like, Peyton Thorne didn't throw a touchdown against Akron, and I knew the year was going to go bad from that moment on. And hey, yeah. Like I said, would y'all be okay if they did split for these, like, first two or three games? Well, not maybe not three games, but first two games splitting time together just to see in case, in case you're not sure – of who should start or who should sit, because I'm. That'll I'm tell kinda, me there's something wrong with the coaching staff if that's the case. So you want to just straight up, Kaden Hauser, straight up, just put him out. That's why I hope starts. But I mean, if Noah's going to start, Noah's going to start. He won the job fair and square. All I'm saying is there needs to be a clear cut leader. If there's not a clear cut leadership, it's the same thing with any other type of business, whether it's um, again, you know, my job, life insurance, or if it's uh president of the United States or if it's the military, there needs to be a clear cut leader. We can't do this splitting stuff like some of these uh lower that why do you think Rutgers suck so much? They can't figure out who their freaking quarterback is, dude. They got a new co- they got a, the first string, the second string and the third string all coming in at different points of the game. It's like no, that doesn't work. You need a clear cut that- leader and who well, yeah, Rutgers sucks in general because they just don't get yeah, the greatest recruits. But yeah, because they're in their Rutgers. So yeah, I mean, you're right. But <laughs> you just need a clear cut leader if you're going to win any games. You need somebody who the guys can rely on. That's going to be like, you know what? We're down right now, but we're going to figure this out. We're going to get right. it together. We're going to go out there. We're going to play. We're going to make it happen. That's that. That's to me. So yeah, I don't want to see the splitting. The time is for practice, spring games, and scrimmages. Whatever you figure it out there, and you. Go from that point. Game one at Central. Is it at Central Michigan or at East Lansing? I want to say it's at East Lansing, but I could be wrong. I'm pulling up ESPN right now. I think it's they're going to be. I think it's at East Lansing, too. I don't think they're. Yeah, it's don't. at East Lansing. So, okay. Yeah, we're not playing that at, team. At East Lansing, 7 o'clock Friday, September 1st. We need to have a clear cut quarterback out there who's going to be starting for the remainder of the season. 
That's what I expect. There you have it. Right. Straight from Devin. You know, <laughs> you heard it first. We ain't heard. We haven't heard from him for a minute, so it's good to hear yeah. something from him. I mean, yeah. He's not playing. We, he's yeah. New Year's Six, so we'll see, bro. This job has changed me a little bit. This job has changed me a little bit to be it. very direct and straight to the point. I see it. I see it, bro. But let's lead to basketball now. Let's talk about uh, directed straight to the point. Let's get to that. I know Rail's toe is tapping for this one. Oh, yeah. Since he's been waiting for this moment for years since he heard about Carr and everything. Yeah. So, Rail, I'll ask you, bro. Let's open that Christmas present for you, bro. What is your oh, man. feeling now that it's finally here? You Almost, already know. Please. Yep. You're talking about basketball, right? Oh, yeah. Who, who's my guy? You know, you know my guy uh, out of the – out of everybody who's on the team right now, Cohen Carr is the guy <laughs> for me. Um, he could be the <laughs> he could be the most. Listen, he could be he could be way better than Miles Bridges, in my opinion. He probably is the best athlete we have on the team, which is a good thing because we, you know, I believe that uh, he's going to be defending. In my opinion, I want him to defend our the best guy. You know what I'm saying? I want him to be that that type of guy. Plus, he's going to be able to get so many rebounds. If Matty Sissoku or uh, Xavier – I forgot his name. Sorry. I almost said Xavier Henderson. I was thinking the wrong person. Xavier Xavier Booker. Booker. Yes, Xavier Booker. If if those two cannot grab a rebound, I'm pretty sure Corin Carr can jump just as high as both of them. So, uh, that's another guy for the boards that that I'm looking forward to. But, man, y'all see what he was doing – some of these dunk contests he's been doing, and then he showed out at a, a Moneyball program. Um, the 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 kid is just freakish. I mean, he is just insane. Like they got him as a power forward, which I'm um, which I'm okay with. Offensively, he still has to you know get his his shooting uh together to me. But man, as far as just being an athlete, like he could take over a game, and he can get the those dunks that he's going to do during the season are going to be momentum changers. Coin Car is going to be the fan favorite. Can, can you imagine the amount of money Coin Car can make here at Michigan State? Oh, he's gonna. I've been seeing his dunks, and I'm very. I'm excited to see him. I, I will. You, you know how I feel about the team. You know I'm more of a, on. The, you know more of a hater on it. But I am excited to see Coin Car. I'm excited to see him. Um, I'm. I, I. I'm also. I do think that you know I love Jackson Kohler. Like I think he's. The, I think he's a stud. I think he's. Oh yeah. He's. He's my guy at power forward. Mm-hmm. I do think uh, Cooper and Sissoko are going to be X factors. Like I know that's a general statement, but I I, I do think they're going to be really good because Cooper was good last year when he shouldn't have been. Like I thought he was really good for a walk on who was playing. I yep. thought he was really good, and I think he's got to get a he's going to get a lot better. And I think our inside is going to be very elite, even without the young guys. Because I heard Booker's going to be a project. They're saying like a lot of people are saying he's a project, and it's not he's not bad. But like lower your expectations. Everyone's saying like Justin, Justin Thin, and a lot of uh, podcasters around have been saying to lower the standard. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll see. I think five stars is five stars, but whatever. Right? They better be. I mean, especially in basketball. He said they better be in basketball. I mean, football. You can get some stuff wrong, but basketball. Come on now. You you know who's who's some dogs in there who ain't. I've seen them play uh, live on ESPN before. I think he got some dog in him. Don't get it twisted. I mean. I don't know what Izzo's plan for him is, and that's going to always be my question there. I don't think it's ever talent. It's all about coaching to me. 
Izzo can bring out the best in certain players, and he can bring out the worst in others. So if if he can allow Xavier Booker to shoot the ball, because that's gonna be the that's gonna be the thing. Xavier Booker doesn't really live in the paint too too often, and I believe he uh, if he stays down there, he's gonna be a turnover machine kind of because he doesn't know really what to do. You know, he he got a couple of moves, but it's not like Jackson Collier who I would love to learn from if I was a youngster coming into Michigan State. I'm like, man, come on. Let me see how did you do these moves. His footwork is amazing. I believe he that he should, be, he, should be, he should be teaching a lot of the, the, the post guys how to, how to do some, some of those moves. But um, it just depends on what Coach Izzo has in plan for Xavier Booker. So that, that'll determine how he does uh, his freshman year. Yeah. Devin, any player you're excited for? Oh, a little too early on basketball, but um, <sighs> just by the name, you know, just the name you're excited for. It is. It is. Andrew Hogarth early. came back, didn't he? Yep. If yeah. I remember correctly. Yes, yeah. sir. Need the point guard to step up, be a point guard, lead the team. It's like yeah. a quarterback in football. I need yep. AJ Hogard to. He he's he's slowly showing them uh, little signs of Cassius Winston. He was showing it. He was showing now his shooting ability is not quite as. Uh, Great as Cassius Winston's was, but maybe he can work on that this year and he can come out and ball out his senior year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's about that's about it for um as far as player that I'd be watching. No, um as far as the next question, you know feeling of the team heading into the season. What are we thinking? I mean, I'll go ahead and start first. Um I don't really know what to make of basketball right now. Um I'm kind of in a mixed area at the moment um i feel like they can win they can't compete and they showed that last year they've shown that many years i'll just go over the course of the last five years they've shown that they can compete with the highest level they can be up there i mean last year was probably maybe one of the most incredible starts to the to a michigan state basketball year that i've ever seen right i mean you you go toe-to-toe with gonzaga you beat villanova um who else did we beat early in the season? One in Kentucky? I think yep. Kentucky, yeah. Yep. We beat Kentucky. Kentucky. Beat Kentucky early in the season. I mean, I still think we should have won that Gonzaga game. But yeah, um we should have. You know, that was a phenomenal start. Yep. So Tom Izzo, like, you gotta follow that up. So, but yeah. I don't know how the team's gonna do it. I don't I don't know of anybody like right offhand that's like, okay, can they go out there and do this and go out there and do that? I mean, we hope Maddie Sissoko, you know, according to AJ Hogard, he's gotten even taller. So we hope he can control his body. You know, if he's, you know, tall, like getting closer to seven foot, I mean, that'd be crazy for Michigan State to have a seven footer. So, yeah. but um, we hope he can control his body and just, I don't know, just overall, I, I don't think there's like any generational crazy talents on this team that I'm fully aware of yet. Obviously, we'll wait, you know, for basketball to start and we'll see and check that out in the early games of the season. But um, I just think they just have good teamwork. Just need good teamwork. I think that'll uh, that'll overpower any talent. Yeah, I think that the uh, the the next season is going to be, um, man, I say elite eight or bust. I, I'm almost to the fact that I want to say final four or bust because you got some veteran guards, and in and in, in, in the NCAA tournament, it is basically a guards. The best guards will will, will carry you through to the final four or whatnot. And I believe in A.J. Hogar and Tyson Walker. Um, and I believe that the bench is going to be much more improved 
I don't think we had too much of a bench last year. I believe that the bench is going to be one of the strongest things because it's so young, so they're going to be so youthful and energetic, but they also have to learn. So I believe that you're going to see uh, growing pains at the beginning of the season, but you know how Izzo works his schedules. He always puts some tough games in front of you so that you, you know, you get ready for the tournament. And I believe that, that those freshmen that are those four freshmen will be impact players uh, in the tournament, you know, who's coming off the bench for us, especially Jeremy Fears. I believe Jeremy Fears and uh, Cohen Carr are definitely going to be uh, game changers uh, off the bench. Okay. I'm curious. I mean, for me, I, I'm, I'm, my thing is, yeah, Elite Eight, Final Four, Bust. I'll keep it short and sweet. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm meshed with both you guys. I think that, um, yeah, like Devin said, we're going to have to see how everyone does. I, there's a lot of names. I agree with you, Rel, where it's like, you know, we do need to have a Final Four, Bust. Um, elite Eight, at least. I just think there's too much talent and we have too much experience. Tyson Walker is a very good player and he should get a lot better next year. Yep. Hogart should be a lot better. There's no question about that. When we call, mm. I'm not going to say anything, but he should be useful next year at his age. He should know how to get – he should be able to get, guide us to a Big Ten championship at least. Like, there's a lot of standards. Sissoko shouldn't be a guy who can't control his body. That There's some there's some questions that shouldn't be questions anymore. Mm. So that's my concern. We can get that down. Like Devin said, our teamwork will be good. But the guys who are supposed to be good need to be good. It doesn't really matter about the freshmen if Tyson Walker's struggling and AJ Holgert's not. It's going through an identity crisis for half the year. Right. So, you know, that's my thing about how I feel about it. It's got to, you know, let's see how the leaders lead. Okay. But, okay. But, uh, yeah. I mean, have you got anything, you got anything else? I mean, last thing is, do you think – I mean, I think we kind of talked about it. So, who do you think was going to take the biggest step forward? I know it's very early for basketball, very early. But general shootout, who do you, who would you guess would take the best step forward if you just had to shoot it out? Tyson uh, Walker. Okay. Tyson Walker, without a doubt. He He's going to. He yeah, well, The way he played last year, he's got to follow it up. He has to be. Um, he's, he's the shoot – he is the, the point shooting guard. I think if he can get his handles and – is uh, command of the offense down. He may even take over it from A.J. Hogard. Just because he's a better shooter. And just cause, because he has that threat. I can see that. And capability. So, it's got to be him. Yeah, and for me, it'll be uh, Carson Cooper. Mm-hmm. Is going to be the, the guy that I believe can take the biggest step forward. I've seen him. Uh, he had a couple um, videos that he posted up on Twitter of, you know, him working out. And I, I love to see it. You know, if he can uh, – Gain some more skills because you y'all know he really stepped it up towards yeah. the end of the season. So and he became obviously in some people's mind better than uh, Maddox Sissoko at times. So with that being said, if he can if he can come together and and, and just improve even minor, I mean shit, I I believe in Carson Cooper now. I mean. He was a kid that, you know, he's basically underrated. So, I mean, if he can come in there with that dog mentality, man, and just, you know, just don't back down from nothing and and show up, I think I believe Carson Cooper is going to be very effective next season. Got you. Mine, Jackson Kohler. I think he played really well for a freshman at times. I think he got more comfortable as the year went along. I think his footwork is impeccable, and I think now that he has a feel for the game and he's a grinder, he's a worker, he came from playing elite stars in high school – 
Syracuse play with another good coach in Tom Izzo, I think that Jackson Kohler is about to really take a step forward and be our solidified power forward that when he comes in, bad things happen to good people. You know? Yep. Oh, you're right. But with that being said, uh, shoot, I think that uh, that just about does it. Yeah, for, for the episode, and just about does it for the episode. Uh, I want to thank everybody for listening, uh, everybody for joining us in. Um, we hope to, you know, get a get a lot more of these coming out, man. I know y'all been, you know, y'all been begging us for them, so we definitely gonna give it to y'all. Uh, shout out to to Devin and Jordan for uh, being on the podcast this time, man. Uh, appreciate y'all, yeah, um, big time, man. Um, shout out to the whole t- Twitter family, the Spartan Nation family on Twitter, man. Uh, keep reposting us, man. Keep shouting us out. Keep engaging with us too, man. We 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 love the uh, the interaction that we get on Twitter for sure. Um, absolutely, absolutely. And uh, man, uh, stay tuned for the next one. We're gonna talk about basketball a lot more next time. Uh, give y'all what y'all been been wanting from us. Uh, and until next time, y'all go green and go white. Go white.